Hey everyone, Editing John here. Um, we have a few audio ups and downs. Um, in this one, you might hear some like a little bit of like clicking every now and then. Um, it's just some light mic problems. Uh, we're super sorry about that. All of this podcast is fine up until probably the final like 10 minutes. Um, if it's really annoying, uh, you can skip to the final kind of 30 seconds. We do give a little brief outro. Um, otherwise, this whole podcast should be fine. I'm just letting you know preemptively if that's something that can like tick you off. Um, the final 10 minutes it might be a bit yikes. Uh, I'd still listen to it, but if it's not something you're after, that's fine. It's hardly noticeable, but if it's something that might piss you off, um, just have a peek at that. Otherwise, enjoy the podcast. Uh, we love you guys, and I'll speak to you at the end. It's for one hour. One hour, I'm gonna have my hands above my one, head. One hour, Jack is not allowed to move because we're definitely not having USB technical issues. This is fucked up. I hate this. <laughs> it's the new Get CIA. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new CIA interrogation method. Yeah, this is fucked up. Welcome back, everybody. Woo! It's a real back. talk. I actually almost said the not so round table. Welcome <laughs> like, back to the not so round table, guys. So we just had to scrap the first minute or two of the recording because um. I I guess I like lent on my USB cable for my mic and then it just disconnected my mic and then fucked everything up. Like I didn't know it was possible to fuck up that many things, but it did. Um, Classic Jack. Should we yeah. be saying fuck in the first under a minute? Yeah, why not? Who cares, right? I don't think YouTube ad revenue stuff applies to a podcast <laughs> or something. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. I just like we're not over we're not over monetization level. Anyway, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we, heh, I apologize for my fault that we missed last week. Um, no, Don't do it. You're so it sexy. Is. It was a, it was a, a scheduling error on my behalf. On my, my behalf, it was my bad. Um, guys, we fucked up. Guys, we might have fucked up a little bit. Now we're fine. We're chilling. Um. And we never missed an upload. Hell yeah. So here we are. We're back at it. Uh, welcome back. Right? We did it. We're back. <laughs> episode what? Eight? Nine? Seven? Seven. seven. Episode seven. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to learn about, John? Uh, well, today we're learning about Alexander the Great. Strong man. Strong man. Great man. Great man, strong man. I um I watched a, a cool little like video animated documentary on him. It was two separate ones because there was one for the conquest of Persia, mm-hmm. and one for his invasion of India, of which he did both of. Um, really cool. Sorry, I'm playing with this knife. Yeah, I know John's, I'm fiddling. <laughs> I'm staring at John like he's talking to me, but he's being very animated with his hands, and he's also holding a knife at the same time. <laughs> Where's your pointing stick? I don't know. Oh, I didn't notice. I think maybe uh, Nacho chewed on it. Nacho, the dog that I mentioned in the last uh, in the last episode, um, we were fostering. Significantly short. Oh yeah, no, no, no. This a this a different pointing stick. Oh, I've got a shorter pointing stick. Yeah, we were using it in the in the last episode. Were we? Yeah, because you kept like swinging it at my head. Oh yeah. Because it could stop. I remember. (laughs) I just demonstrated it again for him in person. We uh. Oh, do you hear that? I'm going to cry. Yeah, it's bamboo. It's going to do that. Oh, yeah, true. Um, Yeah, we were fostering a puppy last week. He got adopted. So that's Woo! good news. Um, The original people that wanted to adopt him, like we were taking care of him for like one week um, and then bringing him back into the place and then the people were going to adopt him. And then they like backed out at the last second and we were like, oh, fuck. But then so he just stayed there for like two days and then got adopted. 
That's so, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. He was a good puppy. He was, yeah, he was all right. He was all right. He was a puppy. He was a puppy. He was a puppy. He was a little guy. Um. Anyway, here we are. Um. Now, obviously, before we start, um, massive thank you for all the support we've had. Again, mm. even though we didn't upload last week, there were still people who were supportive and happy. Now, one thing I did hear, one bit of feedback I got, Jack, mm. was there were some people who were listening that weren't so happy that we kept telling them, fuck you, constantly, every <laughs> second time. <laughs> so maybe we avoid saying, okay, fuck you, To constantly. all of the people that I may have offended by saying, fuck you, I just want to take a moment, a moment, um, just to say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, idiot. <laughs> right, we're not going to do that. Right? We're not going to do that. We're gonna people are actually upset about There were some people who messaged me being like, is there a reason you guys were just like berating <laughs> us the whole podcast? Or? It's just to uh, negate the full possibility of a parasocial relationship. Right. Just to make sure we have that boundary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I hate me them. and Me and Jack kiss in real life. But we, we can't kiss you guys during the podcast, unfortunately. Yep. Sorry. Maybe yeah, after the podcast, though. Winky. After the podcast, you kiss me or we kiss the people listening? I don't know. It depends. I don't think we can keep the uh, kiss the people listening. It's Why parasocial. Not? But what if we know them in person? Uh, what if they meet us and we become good friends? <laughs> <laughs> you are emphasizing a parasocial relationship. Oh, right? <laughs> you are completely outlining and defining it. I Meeting them in person, works. becoming a very good friend of a viewer. I don't, I have no clue. I have no idea what a parasocial relationship is. You don't? No. Oh. That's okay. We don't have to worry about it yet because we're not famous enough. That's true. Which yeah. is like the main joke that gets thrown around in my stream mm. is that I'm like parasocial with the viewers, even though it's like my stream is not big enough to have just viewers. It's like friends. Yeah. So That's good though. I have friends. My wow. my viewers aren't my viewers, they're my friends. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry. I like that. That's better than the other one. This is character development, everybody. <laughs> Can't wait to add that to the uh, the Real Talk Wikipedia page. Yeah. The Real Talk Wikipedia page. Real Talk Wiki. That'd be dope. The Real Talk Wiki? Yeah, it? where we can have just a storyline of like how we have progressed as people. I see. So we need to make sure we have a very controversial episode um, so then we can like redeem ourselves. Well, that's right, because next week we're talking about hot. No, I'm joking. About um, <laughs> <laughs> was, you were just like about <laughs> I was like, what? Um, no, no, no. Um, all right, well, here we are. We're learning about Alexander the Great today and okay. some of his, uh, some lightly, as always, in this in this podcast, um, I will say things, and sometimes it might be wrong. Not all the time. A lot of the information, broadly, that I I list is is right. Sometimes I like to emphasize things for dramatic effect. However, I never lie to you directly. If I say something wrong, correct me. Feel free. Um, whether it's uh, through Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you call it. Um, or through like Discord or YouTube comments, uh, get angry and let me know. Um, get angry, get angry, get mad at me. I love it. I love it. I love but it. But also, don't forget to rate the podcast five stars on Spotify. Nice, because it gets us up on the leaderboard for history podcasts, no. and then that means. <laughs> 
And then that means more episodes. It sounds like I'm sitting here with like cue cards. Yeah. I'm like moving them out the way. John is like slowly nodding his head along with me whenever I'm like hitting the next word. <laughs> but yes, uh, ra- rating five stars gets us up on the. Is is it like a leaderboard? Is it's, it? There is like an actual chart. Actual chart. Yeah. yeah, there is like an actual chart. Just saying leaderboard sounded no, funny. Lead, it's not like a race. Yeah, get us up on the power rankings yeah, for your favorite yeah. NBA team. Um, <laughs> get us up on the on the charts like for top VAR history for that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> get us up on the charts for your favorite history comedy podcast or just history podcast because all more, comedy podcast the pad- podcast. I think we have too much competition in comedy. Do you think? I think history comedy is pretty niche because there's a lot of boring historian uh, history teachers out there. So, and you're not one of them. Thanks, but King. You might be the number one history comedy uh, podcast. Uh, oh yeah, because I because uh, I don't think I'm the history I don't comedy. Know. You podcaster. know, some I'm the comedy podcaster. You know the. Cold War, yeah, the Cold War, um, and the French Revolution, and the, the uh, Byzantines, the Byzantines, and the Vikings. I was explaining to John about how I've been listening to the episodes again because I used to listen to them on my drive to work, but then my drive to work just became a ten-minute drive to work, and I feel like listening to a podcast in ten minutes is a kind of difficult. Yeah, not the vibe. I just play it at five x speed. <laughs> really, <laughs> it's just ramblings, and then me every now and then like. Just a, a little clip of me saying something where you just hear it for like a millisecond and then we both start laughing and then that's it. So I know a lot about the Byzantines. I learned it in 20 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat of like a historian. Yeah. What about the Byzantines do you remember? Um, I know that the Byzantine Empire was good and we love them and they uh, had flamethrowers. Uh, Greek fire is what they what it was called, not flamethrowers. Nice. Um, but it's not it's not about the Byzantine Empire, is it? It's about Alexander the Great. We're talking about Alexander the Great, baby. <laughs> Me just really quickly trying to like dismiss yeah, all. Of it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Alexander the Great, or as we like to call him, the Basilius of Macedon, which means like king emperor best. in like Greek. Man. Yeah, like the Byzantine Empire, they mm. called their rulers Basilii or Basilius. Mm. Um, yeah, so Alexander the Great. Do you know anything about him, Jack? Do you no, know anything I, about I the literally big man himself? do not. And when you say Alexander the Great and refer to him as big man, the only thing I can think of is Andre the Giant, the wrestler. So that's how much I know about him. <laughs> okay, so nothing. <laughs> Zero things. Okay, well... All right, well, he was in charge of Macedon. He was the king of Macedon, the emperor of Macedon, for... He was the emperor of Macedon from 336 BC to 323 BC, which means... They went back in time. Well, no, BC, it goes backwards, and then from zero onwards, it went up. That's actually crazy. I, I didn't even think about that. Really? It makes sense now, yeah, it's but I didn't think number. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in BC, it's like 1,000 and then 999 and 998. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't go up from that end. Wow. Um, but yeah, anyway, he a long time ago, pretty old dude. Um, he His dad, Philip II, he was like a very important man in Macedon. He was like kind of the one that made Macedon like good. 
mm. in the kind of Greek regions for a while. Um, it was like the big empire. It was the kind of beginning of things like the pike combat, which is like big shield. Oh, big shield and big stick. And like four meter long stick that mm. you poke at each other and they kind of poke at each other for a bit. Do you remember when I explained this with the Roman thing, how they just stood in a line and yes. poked at each other? Yeah. That was his creation. <laughs> um, Alexander the Great was like the man who made that popular. Ah. Um, yeah, so uh, Philip, his father, made Macedon a big military power. Macedon at the time, oh, forgot to mention it, sorry, it's been been a hot minute. Um, I have a map here next to me that uh-huh. I point to with Jack so I can explain things as we go on. Um, if you want to follow along at home, feel free to Google either a map of Alexander the Great's empire, um, very simple, or you can just Google a current world map because that's what I'll be referring to, and I'll kind of explain the details of the regions around it and the region itself as we go along, just so you can follow along at home if you uh, if you need to. Um, so today, Jack, Macedon is in northern Greece. So you says Mac right there, or Ma, yes. N-Ma. That yes. means northern Macedonia. So that's ah. a country nowadays, but back in the day it was part of Greece. Um, so the kind of Greek Macedonian kingdom was kind of from here. So Lanta, which is just above the word Greece, about mm-hmm. there, yep. took up like Albania and this kind of region here. So it's kind of northern Greece above what we know as Archaea now, which is like the Spartan bit down here. And then Athens is right there. Um, So it's northern Greece. Mass connected. Huh? Like Oh, Archaea and Athens? Yeah. Yeah. Do a little land bridge there. Um, So uh, Macedon existed up there. They led the uh, Hellenic League, um, which was a league of all of the Greek city-states. Philip II, Alexander's father, believed in the unity of all Greek people. He believed that all the Greek people should be under kind of one kind of led leader, and that would make them stronger. So Alexander, when he took the throne, once his uh, father died, um, he took the teachings, by the way. This man, fucking dope. He was taught by, if I want to make sure I get this right, I want to say it was Aristotle. Yeah. You know the Greek philosopher Aristotle? Yeah. He was Alexander the Great's tutor when he was growing up as a child. That's crazy. Dope, right? <laughs> like, That's a smart man. Couldn't have had a better teacher. Like, that is, in name alone, that is sick. So, John is my Aristotle and I am Alexander the Great. And sure. I'm going to carry this on forever. I will forever be Alexander the Great. Yeah. Um. All right. So, cool guy. Um daughter of a lady of Epirus and the emperor or king of Macedon. So um, Epirus existed like on the left side of Greece, mm-hmm. underneath Albania. Um, so by marrying into that family, they kind of united northern Greece and that's how Macedon became so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Philip died, Alexander the Great takes control. Um, Philip being a Greek name, um, the uh, late... Uh, King Philip of uh, the United Kingdom, uh, Queen Elizabeth's husband, uh, uh-huh. was from Greece. He was smuggled out in a barrel because there was a revolution. They were trying to kill all the uh, royal family. And they snuck him out in a barrel and snuck him to England. Nice. Um, he was the heir of like Greece and Denmark and all sorts of shit. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, um, Philip dies, Philip II of uh, Macedon. Alexander takes control. He's actually the, I want to say the like fifth Alexander or some shit. The fourth Alexander. He's the fourth Alexander. No, that's a lie. He's the third Alexander. <laughs> His we'll son. We're going back. The person like who BC. came after him was Alexander the, the fourth. So Alexander the third, um, he took control. 
Um, he created a league called the League of Corinth, which was like... So at the time, Greece wasn't... Oh, they were united under the Hellenic League. But when Philip died, they were like, oh, I don't want Macedon to be in charge anymore. So Alexander had to be like, let me fix this. Let me, let me kick all your asses. Let me kick all your asses and we'll reunite. So he led the people who sided with him were called the League of Corinth. And then the other people that I don't remember the name of... Um, uh, he attacked them, defeated them, um, thus uniting the uh, Hellenic kind of world underneath Macedon. Um, it was the kind of first uniting of that region uh, that they had seen like successfully um, and without kind of like fault and stuff. Um, so uh, the big one, this is kind of the big thing that Alexander's known for, is invading Persia. Now at the time, Persia was a massive empire. The region of Persia is what's now Iran. So all of Iran was Persia. is was Persia. Wow. So that's the region of Persia. Mm-hmm. Um, Iran is the uh, Muslim uh, naming of the region of Persia. Um, the Persia was named by Zoroastrians. Um, so uh, change in um, like culture and and religion and and that kind of thing. That kind of uh, that kind of changed all of their names and things like that. So Alexander comes to power, um, as I said, defeats a lot of the Greek armies. Um, he defeated Thracians, Athenians, Spartans. Very famously, this is when he started to show his kind of like military prowess, um, where like he would approach things like choke points. And the Greeks traditionally, obviously using hoplites with their big sticks and shields, would just stand in the choke point like you can't get mm. past. And he was just like... Yeah, I can. And just kind of went over the mountain next to them and stood behind them. A lot of the time, armies in Greece started just surrendering because they heard of like... Well, because they were like, oh my God, Alexander the Great's coming. Let's just give up because I'm not planning on dying today, right? Alexander the Great had a very uh, interesting philosophy when it came to his enemies. If you stood against him, he would destroy your entire city burn it to the ground, kill every man in it, and sell all the women and children off. If you surrendered, he'd get rid of your taxes, instate a democracy, and then leave you alone. That's crazy. That is insane. So he very much created this mentality where it was like, it was so much better for you as a people to just give up. The problem was that all of these places he attacked, especially in Persia, were not democratic and were not led by people or multiple people. So if the king or the leader of that city decided, I'm going to stay and fight, the whole city was doomed. Yikes. So it really came down to the point where there was a lot of people that would like let Alexander into the city mm. without like the leadership's permission. A lot permission. of infighting. <laughs> we love infighting. Uh, the ancient world is said. rife with it. <laughs> I was going to say, that is a word that I think has been said every single episode. Oh yeah. Oh, except yeah. for the uh, episode five where we talked about it ourselves. Um... So he was also the ones that like destroyed uh, Thebes and were the first uh, like kind of people to like sack and invade Athens um, because they stood against him and stuff. Classic. Um, so Thebes was like one of the major, like one of the biggest cities in Greece at the time. Um, it was one of the most important cities. They were like one of the most powerful people. They were like rivaling like Spartans in their ability to fight and things like that. Alexander the Great defeated them, seeing them as ineffective towards his armies, and then burnt the entire city down, ending the reign of Thebes over the like southern and Greece areas and stuff. I think I understand why they're calling him Alexander the Great. He was very good at what he did. <laughs> so Alexander the Great was very... Uh, his tactics were at the time quite unheard of. 
because of course cavalry was like heavily used in in what was at this point the very ancient world however alexander the great had a very specific unit of cavalry he called them the companion cavalry there was a thousand of them no more no less that's it a thousand flat handpicked by alexander the great they were his personal like cavalry military unit he was already always at the front of them he always led them in every fight it was him in front of those companion cavalry obviously they had the classic like phalanx boys Mm. they were also very strong they had some of the best armor training in the entire like greek world at the time um but his cavalry is really where he shined and his use of things like shock cavalry which hadn't been heard of before they were cavalry so before this they had been using just spears like a meter long spears and then like swords and shields and then like kill people underneath them then each other mm-hmm. he invented the shock cavalry which was the lance cattle prod four meter long metal stick that would just smash into things mm. so it would be able to go through a shield it would be able to pierce like either multiple people on a horse or kill a horse instantly oh. it'd be able to go through armor especially if you're riding quick enough it's not like a standard spear where you have to thrust it mm. a lance you just lock in and then you would just oh, charge yeah, into right. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the invention of shock cavalry meant that especially positions that were so close together, like the phalanx was, when you smash a horse into the side that has full plate armor with a bloke on it with a four meter long stick that can go through like five people at once, it would crumble whole infantry units at once. So Alexander the Great at the head of a thousand people armed like this was terrifying to so many armies and um it worked really well (laughs) (laughs) like really well um you'll find when it comes to ancient combat it's the same with modern combat too but ancient combat tiny little military changes would shift the entire dynamic of whole regions same with like rome inventing things like the, the the giant like shield and then like the different formation combat alexander the great was like why not just hit them really hard with, like, <laughs> massive sticks. And it worked, right? That was, he like, was the main thing form, in my primary school. He was able to form the largest empire scene in that region of the world up until the Romans after that, which were another, like, 200, 300 years after him. Wow. So, like, big boy. Big boy. Big, very smart boy. man. Very smart man. So man, strong man. he destroys Thebes um, in Greece. And then he's like, where can we go next? So he conquers some of Bulgaria to create himself a little choke point here. Mm-hmm. Solidifies the region. Takes many of the islands the, in the Aegean Sea. So there's loads of little islands in here. Right between takes, Greece and Turkey. Yeah, right between Greece and Turkey. He takes those and then he's like, okay, we need to fight what is now the largest empire like in the world. Um, the Archimedic Empire is fucking terrifyingly big. Let me see if I can get a quick little image for you, Jack, just so you can see it. Um, the Archimedic Empire. Sounds big. Badass. <laughs> Sounds big and scary. So they are... Oh, I don't want to poke your fucking eye out. They are big boys. Holy shit. Holy shit indeed. Where is that? Where so uh, here is Greece, and that's, that's over here in Pakistan. Yeah, wow. So the Archimedic Empire, for the people at home... Um, spanned from kind of the edge of Pakistan, uh, the right side of Pakistan, all the way over to the left side of Egypt, and then up until kind of the northern border of Greece. So it was that kind of like like Arabia, Middle East, Turkey, Iran, mm. um, a bunch of like Western India, massive empire. Um, that was all under Darius um, the Third, who was like the most 
Again, handsome, a, a sexy, um, <laughs> just a giant, again, giant empires, like things that you would never realistically see anymore. Mm-hmm. Like these empires were so culture filled. They were gigantic, all realistically created in one lifetime, um, which is just mind blowing, really, how like much can change in a region so quick. Um, anyway, they were big boys. And Alexander the Great in his little Greek area was like, I want that. That's crazy. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. So what does he do? He invades it. We're in 334 BC. So just to keep in mind, Alexander the Great dies in 10 years. Oh, shit. So... Was that because of life expectancy? In just in I want to say age? he got shot with an arrow. Oh, okay. Um, And he died of like a disease afterwards, I think. Damn. Yeah. Um, so series of campaigns, 10 years long. So... He like spent it. his entire life conquering this empire, and he That's did crazy. it. And he did it. What a king, or an emperor, some would say. When did um, he even have like a break to like eat snack and play subway surfer? His army was on permanent campaign for like fifteen years, and he only went home when his men were like exhausted and when he was dying. That was it. That was when he. That's when he turned around. Was that otherwise, his 1, he just. Men? Otherwise, he just marched east. That was it. Just persistent marching east. And and that's how we ended up in India. A Greek man, in the time before we could we barely could comprehend the earth, was like, I'm gonna go over here into India. India. (laughs) I'm gonna go India and go hang out, right? That's where the Zoroastrians were. The Zoroastrians were in the little uh, western part of India, yeah. Um, Because, funnily enough, the Archimedic Empire spanned that far. That was one of the that was one of the most far eastern sections of the Archimedic Empire, who were the Zoroastrians, and so they founded uh, yeah. a city that became a holy city because they were like far reaches of the empire. Jerusalem, not quite Jerusalem. No. Oh, fuck. That's that's been around for like hundreds of hundreds of years at this point. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that was the between the Christians and uh, Islamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they were fighting over. Yeah. That was in the Crusades. Yeah. That was when they then turned around and destroyed our, our beautiful purple empire. Damn. The fuckers. They ruined I'll it. Never get over that. <laughs> ruining in it. Ruining in it. Sorry, carry on. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, the Macedonian Empire, um, they uh, they wanted to pretty much conquer the Persian Empire. Um, they used it as like, the excuse they used was that the Persians came in and sacked a lot of Greece many, many years before when they fought the very famous story of like 300. Mm-hmm. So that's like, they were the Persians and they were fighting the Greeks uh-huh. and they had always kind of had like that rivalry. 300 is an extremely theatrically remade battle of the Battle of Thermopylae. Mm-hmm. It didn't at all happen like that, like really, but there were Greeks fighting Persians in that region. He that's, didn't kick him into big hole. He did not. There was no big hole. No, but there was a well. He kicked him into that. He threw him in a well. Oh, fuck yeah. So that, that did happen, big I think. Well. A big well. Not a big well, just a normal well. Oh, damn. Yeah, no, it was just, just a normal, normal human-sized well. It was a normal hole that, that could fit a human in it, yeah. So um, so that didn't he exactly happen. He stuffed him down there, gave him a swirly. He, he, he did give him, a, he gave him the old Spartan <laughs> <Came> swirly. Zoroastrian <laughs> <laughs> <The> swirly. <laughs> so... <laughs> anyway, the Persians invaded Greece many years before. They destroyed like many major cities. They they damaged a lot of like and they killed a lot of people. Blah blah blah. So Alexander the Great was like, 
let's go get revenge and invade Persia. And so it worked and everyone was like, let's do it. Woo. Let's do it, guys. So uh, they leave Greece and they begin their invasion of Turkey. It goes very well. Um, They conquer many of the border cities all next to Istanbul. Um, which at the time was Constantinople, which also at the time did not exist because it hadn't been founded yet. But around that region, that was all the fighting, um, kind of to the left side of Turkey when we we're across the strait at Istanbul. So um, a lot of fighting here. Um, he fought Darius directly, like the man who formed punched this empire. On. They Well, sort of. They punched on with swords and armor and armies. Um, and they actually fought each other directly. And Alexander the Great won uh, many great battles in this area. He ran like three or four, um, which crumbled the entire Persian army like almost instantaneously. Um, so Alexander the Great was able to get all the way through what is now modern day Turkey and a lot of northern Syria without realistically any conflict before um, or like after killing Dar- uh, Darius's army. Darius got away. Um, but Alexander the Great then fought him again in northern Syria. Um, Darius again lost. This is a Dark Souls boss where he goes into phase two and three. Yeah, he just yeah, keeps yeah. running away um, and getting stronger. So Darius ran away and Alexander the Great actually chased him for a day on horseback with all of his companion uh, cavalry. So a thousand men were chasing Darius. Darius got away and eventually across the mountains into what is now modern day Iran. Um, at the time was like the heart of Persia. Yeah. Um, so Darius did get away, but Alexander the Great did chase him for a day out of pure, like, I'm going to catch you and I'm going to kill <laughs> that you. That is scary. Like, <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah, really. But it's like the snail thing. <laughs> oh, like it's always coming. always coming for you. It's, but it's Alexander the Great and his 1,000 companions. So Alexander the Great endeavoured to reach, and I quote, the ends of the world and the great outer sea. Whatever that means. Holy shit. But that's what he wanted to reach. That was like where the earth fell off because the earth was flat. Uh, that was the outer... I think so. The Did the Greeks believe that? I don't even know. I, th- I reckon they were way ahead of their time. You reckon? I reckon they knew. Everyone was like, I'm going to go to the edge of the earth and they were like, bro, it's a sphere. It's... <laughs> bro, it goes round. You'll bro, never bro, guess. Bro, we are living on a basketball. Can you imagine they come back... <laughs> They come back like 20 years later. They're like, bro, you'll never guess what. <laughs> it goes around. <laughs> there is no end. Alexander the Great's like, yeah, I know. I was there. Um, So uh, he marches. Let's have a look. So, oh, another cool thing. Alexander the Great campaigned this the entire 10-year campaign with all of his childhood friends. All his childhood friends uh-huh. were like his generals. Cute. Yeah. So all of his friends were generals. I mean... It was cute until after he died, but we'll get on to that. Um, Drama. Well, a little bit, yeah. Not to do with him, but infighting. Oh, no. More so, infighting. <laughs> oh, no. More infighting. Um, let's have a look. Wow. Some of these armies are gigantic, dude. So Alexander the Great crossed that strait between Greece and Turkey with 48,000 soldiers, 6,000 cavalry, and 120 ships. That's a lot of people. How do you fit all those people in such a little place? Well, it's, it was, it's quite large. It is a country. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. On a map, it's, it's like a little bit. Um, so, yeah, as I said, they won like, multiple battles in uh, what is now called Anatolia. At the time, it was called Asia Minor. Yeah. Um, yeah. One that you said was uh, 
probably a bit controversial to call it Asia well, Minor. Yeah, they called it Asia Minor <laughs> because it was like the minor part of Asia. So what, what was the other name? Anatolia is the actual name of the region. Mm-hmm. Asia Minor is like calling the Middle East the Orient. Ah, it's just yeah. something you don't do anymore. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you, you, you probably shouldn't. Um, these names in this area are so cool. A further south, the Battle of Halicarnassus. What does that, that is mean? A Star Wars planet. Halicarnassus and Memnon of Rhodes. Who the fuck is Memnon, dude? <laughs> so, um, oh, you see, like, the Levant is also another name for that region. The Middle East is called the Levant. That sounds fancy. It is very fancy. So, Alexander the Great. <laughs> John's fold phone just yeah, fell over. Fold phone. He reaches Greece. Now, this is really cool. I love this little bit. So, off the coast of the Middle East, um, he doesn't reach Greece. He reaches, he reaches Egypt. He was already from Greece. In the Middle East, there was this one city that was disconnected from the mainland, right? It was this big city. And there was, like, old bit and new bit. They were, like, two separate cities. Let me see if I can find their name. I don't know if they have it listed. I'll be really upset if they don't because it's really cool. Here we go. Tyre. Yeah, that's right. T-Y-R-E, right? So he comes across a city and it's called, there's Old Tyre, which is like on the, actually like on the mainland. And then New Tyre, which is on an island off the coast. And they've built this gigantic wall all around this island. And it's like a proper fortified fortified city. So at this point, Alexander the Great had like defeated Darius multiple times. He charged his way all the way through, uh, at the time, uh, Asia Minor, but Anatolia all the way through Turkey, if you're following on at home. He's now in, like, southern Syria. And um, he's down here. He's near what is now modern-day Lebanon, Israel, that kind of thing. And there's an island off the coast. It's called Tyre, right? And he demands their surrender. They say no. So he captures the, the old part of the city. It's not very hard. But then he's like, how do I get to the new part? So this motherfucker just builds a bridge. Under Minecraft. under archer fire, under catapult fire, he gets his ships to line up next to the like coast in a line, and he just starts shoveling dirt into the sea. That's crazy. And he starts building a land bridge all the way across. This takes like years. This right? guy is a crackhead, dude. <laughs> he's not a crackhead. He's a fucking genius, right? So the siege went on for fucking ages. Yeah, what they did is they would build like half the bridge like halfway along and then like rough seas came in and they were like oh shit the rough seas are like washing away all the thing mm-hmm. and then the people from the like uh, the island would like sail their little rowboats out and like try and blow up the boats they try and sabotage the bridge and they a bunch of them landed on the bridge and burnt all the siege works and then destroyed the bridge and they had to rebuild the bridge again but this bridge isn't just like a wooden bridge like uh, as i said before they're literally like shoveling like tons of dirt mm. from and like sand from like behind them and loading it into the ocean to make a line and they had to build like uh like uh like sea breaks they had to build like you know when you put rocks on the edge of like you know when you go on a pier yeah they have all those rocks up on it yeah that he he created that that was his wow so that didn't exist before he was like well how do we stop the sea breaking this dirt bridge Mm -hmm. oh i know we'll put rocks here and they did that they also laid out logs in the ocean to catch the waves so that it would hit the logs instead of the the side of the bridge. 
Now, when he got to the end of the bridge, he was able to assault the city, but it was still really hard to break through. So they dug under the wall, they collapsed the wall, and as they're collapsing the wall, he first time also in history, he puts rams on the front of his boats. Like big fuck off, like like bronze rams, not like a boat, not like a, a sheep. Yeah, no, like was... a, it's like a big metal oh, like, thing that's like yeah, like battering. Ram. Yeah, like two meters long, super thick thing, big bronze thing. Mm. Strapping on the front of his boat, and he's ramming his boats into the wall that's... to like knock down the walls. He's using boats to battering round walls, right? <laughs> also, the first time rams were ever put on boats, which were then used massively through like the Roman age. Every boat had a ram on it. Do you so, think someone's just like shadowing Alexander the yeah, Great? Yeah, like, they're writing it all down. That's that, fucking insane. This man's a fucking genius. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Um, but that's like a lot of people like uh, were following through, like following Alexander and writing down his story. Yeah. Um, there was a man who was with him at all times. Um, and he, he, like Aristotle also was with him a lot. Mm. And, and like a lot of the stories we know about Alexander now were written down by Greek philosophers who were following him or had words from people who were there or something like that. Like a lot of the information all came from like eyewitnesses or people who were literally following him and journaling his, his story. Um, very cool. And, um, so he gets into the city and he destroys the whole thing. Mm. Burns it all to the ground because these guys took him a lot of time, a lot of fucking effort, and a lot of brain power (laughs) because my man's having to think up some whimsical, magical ways to get across this island. Now, what's cool about this is that land bridge is still there, and the city of Tyre is actually built on it. So this bridge that Alexander the Great built to Mm. to get across this island became part of the mainland over time as dirt built up on it. And now the city of Tyre in the Middle East is built upon what oh, originally was this bridge that Alexander the Great used to get onto this island, yeah, right. which is really cool. Um, the city of Alexandria in Egypt, which uh, obviously uh, he conquered, um, after, by the way, taking the city, 90% of the Middle East just surrendered to him when he showed up because they heard that he burnt this entire city to the ground and they were like... And killed all the men and sold off the women and oh, kids. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Classic Alexander <laughs> stuff. He was like, all right. No problem. I give up. <laughs> um, so Alexander the Great, he gets into Egypt, he conquers it. So now we're at the point where he owns all of Greece, Turkey, the Middle East, and Egypt. This is all in... Let's have a look how quick this took him. And the Middle East is what? So uh, Iraq, Syria, Jerusalem. So this kind of bit here. Uh-huh. So that's the Middle East. Right. This is Egypt, Turkey. Iran is still like chilling mm-hmm. he hasn't gone into persia yet but he owns like this stuff here yeah, right. for the people at home i'm circling egypt turkey iraq and the middle east um which is all the regions between those three um so that's what he owns at the moment he's a big boy mm-hmm. he's done all this in what like a few years how long did this take him let's have a look he's speed running he is speed running do, 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 do. <laughs> um <laughs> So he crossed the strait in 34 and he got to the Middle East and he finished conquering the Middle East in 32. It took him two years to conquer all of Turkey, Egypt and the Middle East. That is a speed run. That's it. Two years. What the fuck he does for the other eight? I don't know. Fucks around in Persia, I think. And he was also boat clutching he, at the same time. It was boat clutching. Yeah, MLG boat clutch. That's a dream speed run mechanic. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that with the... No, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so he conquers all this stuff. He walks into Egypt and he's like, let's have a break for like a couple of weeks. Let's chill out in Egypt. So he chills out in Egypt. He's adopting some semi-Persian kind of garb now. He's kind of dressing up like a Persian. He's inviting some Persians into his court. He's like, you guys are pretty cool. Back in the day, back in medieval times, and it's still kind of prevalent now, but obviously we don't hear about it. A court was just like a group of people that would exist around like a ruler that were like advisors. Um, but it was also things like friends, um, visitors, anything like that. It was just called a court as like a kind of an open th- like word for it, just right. for people that were hanging out with the ruler were part of his court. Um, so we started inviting Persians in. A lot of Greeks didn't like this. They were like, you're becoming very Persian considering yeah, right. you're a Greek man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, fuck you. And, um, he was so, going hitman double agent. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent 69. So he goes into northern Libya. Obviously, funny enough, Alexandria, the city named after Alexander, as well as Alexandria, the city named after Alexander. Um, He comes down here into Libya. So he's conquered Libya. There was like four cities there and like a couple of huts. It wasn't very hard. And there's actually an oracle in Libya. Now, back in ancient Greece times, oracles were like fortune tellers. But um, they were like actually part of the religion and not like hocus pocus nonsense. Um, So he... Alexander the Great, as well as all Greeks of the time period, were extremely superstitious. When they were invading Tyre, like the city, when they were trying to build that bridge, a eagle flew over them, dropped mud on Alexander's head, and then landed on a siege tower. And he had to ask the oracle, like, "Am I gonna? F- is that a bad yeah. omen?" And they were like, "No, it's okay. It just shows that you will be injured during this battle." And he actually did get injured during the battle. And so, Scary. yeah, but they won the city, but he did get injured, and he was like, he got a spear right here. Yeah, right in the left shoulder, big spear, bam. (laughs) They threw it at him. So um, things like that. So he wanted to visit this oracle deep in the desert of Libya. Like it's in a way back in a desert and it's in an an oasis. And so him and like a companion of like 100 people, um, there were some some, like scribes there. Um, I'm pretty sure Aristotle or some shit was there. Um, And they ride out into this, to this, uh, to this oasis. It takes them like five days. Um, they get deep into the desert, they get lost. And they're like, oh fuck, we're all going to die out here. And then they find the oracle and they're like, woo, and it's in an oasis, so it's beautiful. Mm. There's food everywhere, there's water, it's lovely. So all his men hang out in the oasis and he goes into the oracle. Now no one knows what actually happened in there, but he came out and he was very confident and he was like, okay. He banged. Well, no, you don't fuck in the oracle. <laughs> the the oracle is like nobody knew they just they just well yeah they may have fucked who knows um who knows um he they, they were like extremely important to him that the oracles always supported him and the gods were always with him and things like that and for the most part everything that the oracle said were very good to him um so he goes into that deep desert and he's like all right the oracle said we need to go kick ass so that's when he's like we're going into Persia now it's Persia time so <laughs> it's Persia time. it's Persia time baby. Ah, uh-huh. so, <laughs> oh, that's hot. That's hot. Um, so Alexander was crowned the uh, king of Egypt by the Egyptians. Um, most of Egypt, Egypt. Now, this is according to Greek scribes, so it might be complete horseshit. But apparently, it says right here, it appears that the Egyptian people did not mind or find it disturbing that he was a foreigner. 
nor that he was absent for all of his reign. Alexander restored uh, temples neglected by the Persians and uh, dedicated new monuments to all the Egyptian gods. Um, He reformed all the taxation systems in Egypt to make it most uh, close to like the Greek models. And he organized uh, the military way better to um, be able to defend Egypt itself as well. So he came in and did loads of good shit for the Egyptians. And, but that was mostly because you'll never guess what the Egyptians did. That's right, they just surrendered to him and it worked because everyone was really nice to him. And he was like, these guys, kind of cool. And just gave him a bunch of cool shit. He was like, here are new temples. Here are new roads. Mr. Here are new Beast. tax entries. Peace philanthropy. He came and he was like, I've built seven temples for poor Egyptians. <laughs> Um, this video is sponsored by, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so he comes in. It's always Mr. Beast. Um, he dropped in Tilted Towers. Um, so, <laughs> so he comes in to Egypt. Great shit. Everyone's like, you're the shit, man. We love you. You're a cool guy. Anyway, he's like, all right, off to Persia. It's Persia time, baby. Now, have you ever heard of the city of Babylonia? Yes. Yes. So the big ancient city. And the Babylonians. There were people who lived there called... The Babylonians, yeah, yeah, similar to how if you live in Melbourne, you're a Melburnian. Really? So, yeah, that's all it means. I thought I was like, uh, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose. <laughs> um, the Babylonians were at one point a apparently a civilization. We're actually not sure. Um, but the city of Babylonia mm-hmm. was uh, one of the capital one of the capital cities of the Persian Empire of the Archimedic Empire. Um, so. He begins his conquest into Persia. This one is a brutal one. It takes him like eight years. So it's not like the easy swamp that it's mm. been so far. I say easy. He's won many a battle, like almost impossible. Um, wow. Babylonian astronomical diaries say that the king of the world, Alexander, sent his scouts to the city with a message of the people of Babylon before entering the city. I shall not enter your houses, he said. So he told the people, I will not invade your space. I am here to occupy and move on. That's it. He had great respect for the city. Um, but that is so dope. <laughs> and also, that comes from Babylonian diaries. So that's not a Greek man writing that. That is a person in the city. So you can already tell that his name and his like reputation, reputation far preceding him. Like... He hasn't even entered the city yet, and they're calling him the ruler of the world, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, he shows up, and he's like... Because he wants to make Babylonia, or Babylon, the capital of his new empire. He wants this city to be the center of what is realistically to him the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great city. It's, it's a, a, like, the ultimate what you imagine, like... You know on those memes where it's like the world if and it's yeah. like a future city? That's what Babylon was <laughs> to the ancient people. The world if it was perfect was Babylon. It is a gorgeous city. It's situated right, right in what we call the cradle of the world um, or the cradle of civilization. It's on like a river. It had things like the hanging gardens, which were just level. It was like a pyramid, but it wasn't a pyramid. It was just layers and layers of gardens right. and all of the all of the plants that like, came down over it. Oh, that's sick. It was gorgeous apparently it doesn't exist anymore because it was burnt down later by the mongolians um, oh no <laughs> as was, was say, the library was... of alexandria which held much of the information oh, of the ancient world yeah. the both the romans and the mongolians burnt it down on two separate occasions nice. <laughs> the gardens didn't hurt anybody yeah. <laughs> um 
So let's have a look here. So he walked into Babylon. They let him in. Who would have guessed? It's almost like he promised he wouldn't do anything. And he didn't. He went in, took it, moved on. That was it. That's kind of wholesome. It is, isn't it? Like you just For an ancient of, ruler, yeah. if you just let me in and be nice. When the whole thing the whole thing of history is like killing people, taking their things, selling their ch- children. Mm. And then he's like, hey, guys, I'm just coming in, just, just stopping by. Just coming through. You got any sugar? <laughs> and then he just like takes the place. I'll and see you later. Like, All right. Um, so he goes on to capture uh, one of the Archimedic capitals, a city called Susa. Which is, uh, let's have a look where Susa is, just so I can point out exactly where he's at at this point. Okay, so he's in Iraq. So he's over here. Mm-hmm. So um, he's taking he's taken the city of Susa. Um, pretty sus, I like if you that ask word. me. Susa. S-U-S-A, Susa. Um, and that's actually so cool that he just told people in Babylon that, like, I'm not going to hurt you. Hmm. That's just dope. Um, so we captured Susa. It had one of the largest gold for, like treasuries in the entire ancient world, and it. And he's like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> I just got." But he still money. went in there and was like, "I'm not gonna hurt you guys." Oh, not Babylon, yeah. Susa. Oh, Susa. Okay. Oh, they looted Susa. Oh no, the Susa looters. Ah, that's all right. So we sent the bulk of his army to the Persian capital of Persepolis. Um, via the Persian Royal Road, which was like a main road that was like super built up. It was like a, it was like the East Link, <laughs> or for for most people outside of of Australia, I don't know the what's that German road called? Uh, autobahn. The autobahn. You're right. Uh, so it's like the autobahn, but in Persia. So a very fancy, very built up, very well maintained road. Um, he was like, I'm gonna use that, and just sent half his army down it. Which went very quickly. Yeah, I was going to say. the perfect road. And there's no speed limit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have, you can run so fast down that road. Such <laughs> <laughs> so, of people in like flip-flops just, just like racing each other. So anyway, they're sprinted down this road. Um, so he sent half his army down the Royal Road and he, the other half of his army, he walked himself through the mountains mm. to the capital. Um, there was a Persian army blocking it. Um, blocking the road, and uh, they were like, "You can't come through." And then he killed them. And then he kept going. Oh, uh, what do you mean? Just like it's a I Persian was, army. Yeah, but I thought he was going to say like, "Hey, we're not going to hurt you. We're just coming through." And, then, and um, then everything is all good. So when they reach the capital, they loot it for days. Oh, this is the Persian capital, like the main capital of their their main enemy. They've been fighting for literally years. Mm. Um. So they looted for several days, and then Alexander stayed in the city for five months. So almost half a year, he was chilling out in the city. Um, this is probably the longest period he's rested for so far. Yeah. Um, so he, this is, like, realistically to him, he's won. He's conquered 90% of the empire. He looted the capital. He took Babylon. He's like, okay, I can relax now. This is, this is when he fully leans into the whole, like, Persianism. He starts to adopt Persian governing tactics. He begins to wear Persian clothes. Practically Uh-oh. all of his governors are Persian. A lot no. of Greek people don't like this, and you'll never guess what the Greek people did. That's right, tried to kill him. Oh. So, <laughs> so three of That's his childhood you guys can't talk. three of his childhood friends tried to kill him. Oh Isn't that God. fucked? He's known them for like twenty something years. Why does this shit like make so much sense though? Where it's like Oh yeah, this is your brother. Yeah, he's gonna kill you or something like yeah. that. Yeah, dude, why is all the closest people hurt me? 
Um, so, yeah, so they looted the city because it was uh, in revenge for when Xerxes, who was the main bad guy in the movie 300, when him and his Persian army went and sacked Greece. So it was like a flip-flop, uh, fuck you, I'm going to do that now. Kind of thing. Fuck you. Yeah, the flip-flop, fuck you. Um, <laughs> That's what I was saying in the last so episode. So apparently Alexander immediately began to regret his decision when the city was in flames. Yeah. Um, Plutarch, which was one of the, uh, another very famous Greek scribe, he was with him, and he said that he ordered the men to put out the fire, but the flames had already spread to most of the city. Again, oh. it's probably chat and shit. He probably yeah. didn't do that, but it's someone trying to be like, Alexander the Great was a really cool guy, you know? Um, however, another scribe, Curtis, who was his name? Curtius is probably how you say it. But... <laughs> I was going to say just Curtis. No, Curtius uh, claimed that Alexander did not regret his decision until the next morning. Um, <laughs> and then Plutarch recounts an anecdote in of which Alexander pauses and talks to a fallen uh, statue of Xerxes as if it were a live person. Shall I pass and leave you lying there because of the expeditions you led against Greece? Or shall I set you up again because of your magnanimity and your virtues in other respects? So he's walking past who is realistically the greatest enemy Greece had ever faced up until that point and is going, what do I do with you? Mm. You know? Um... I like how you, how you mentioned that he was like regretting it the next morning, as if he was like hungover. Yeah, he was like, oh, I was bro, like, oh fuck, God, that battle Greece was is so, all burning. Down. I battled so hard last night. <laughs> last night was a move <laughs> called the three hundred. So, uh, Alexander, Alexandria, you'll never guess what he does. Alexander is once again chasing Darius. Oh no! Um, first Phase into three. Medea and then Parthia. So here and then here. So he's chasing him through Iran at this point. He's yeah. chasing him through Persia. Um, the Persian king no longer controlled his own destiny and was taken prisoner. Uh... Oh, no. His Bactrian satrap. His battery ran out. No. So Bactria oh. was a Greek nation founded by Alexander in northern Egypt. Northern India. So in northern India, a Greek kingdom existed set up by Alexander called Bactria. Um, now, a man from that region betrayed Darius and handed him over to Alexander. Um, he fought a guerrilla campaign for a while. Um, oh, sorry. Darius's uh, successor. I'm not even going to be able to say that. What are... Arteries, Arterexes, Arterexes, the fifth. He existed in like the mountains, kind of in Pakistan area, and he kept like lashing out out of the mountains <laughs> and like fighting Alexander over and over again, like a Pokemon, like a yeah, like a. The, so the mountains in Persia were the long the grass. grass, yeah, 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 yeah. And Alexander kept walking near it, but instead of walking near, it's like the new Pokemon games where like a Pokemon runs out of the long grass. <laughs> that's that's I was what happened. Say, it's just like input delay on the DS, <laughs> where it's just like you keep accidentally stepping one block too far. So the Archimedic Empire then fell when Darius was killed. Um, Alexander the Great buried Darius's remains next to the other Archimedic kings in a sign of respect. Oh. Yeah. Why so is he although like kind of wholesome, I know. <laughs> I it's weird, right? Because like you read about it and you think like, oh, Alexander the Great he he conquered a, one of the greatest you know empires in human history. He seemed to have had 
a conscience. Yeah. But a lot of other elements of him were extremely high on himself, especially the fact that he named 21 cities after himself behind mm. him, um, which are still there I, Yeah, today. I was seeing a couple of Alexanders. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he did that. Um, normally considered, however, as forms of basic community in life, the general structure and the government maintained and resuscitated by Alexander under his own rule. In the worlds of Iranologists, which is someone who studies Iran, may That's therefore so be considered to have acted in many ways as the last of the Archimedes. So a lot of people in Iran considered Alexander the last person who was in charge of the Archimedic Empire. So rather than conquering it and making it the Macedonian Empire, a lot of people in the Archimedic Empire believe that Alexander just conquered it and then yeah. became it. So although it's like believe mostly kind of uh, said that it died when Darius died and then it became the Macedonian Empire because the Macedonian Empire practically just replaced the Archimedic one. It looked exactly the same border wise, except for his little void for like peruse into India. Um, realistically, it was the exact same shape. It was almost governed the exact same. The currency was the exact same. The, everything was the same. Right. So a lot of people believed him to be the last of the Archimedic emperors, um, which then split apart after he died. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Alexander then uh, tried to kill uh, all his friends or some of his friends because his friends tried to kill him. Dickheads. He sent out two assassins to Egypt, killed a man. Bam! He's dead. Um, <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Bam! Stabbed him. They sent some men up to uh, into Turkey because he had a guy who was defending like the coastline there. Bam! Killed him. Oh, he got his friend, as well? His friend in Iran. Bam! Oh, killed no, him. Three bams. <laughs> three bams! So he killed three of his friends because they were cunts. Um, they betrayed him and um, it was fucked. Uh, it kind of sucks. Um, let's have a look here. So what the fuck did he do in Egypt? During the wrong, long rule. Oh, so there was a lot of infighting oh, in the no. in the Archimedic Empire so in Persia Major. A lot of the royalty didn't like him very much, and he didn't like them very much because he started doing taxing rich people, lowering taxes on poor people, increasing the use of democracy and in many cities, hate having money taking taken. land off rich people, giving it to poor people so they can have farms. And a lot of rich people didn't like that very much. So, of course, rebellions, infighting. You see, this is why we need socialism, man. It's yeah, always rich, rich people, people fucking cringe. it up for everyone. That's right? so cringe. <laughs> always fucking it up for everyone. So, uh, All of us working class folk, we're, we're cool. Rich people cringe. If your parents have more than $100,000 in their bank, they're cringe. So, um, let's have a look here. So. That's crazy. The rich people were upset that the, <laughs> that they were losing their money to help the other people. Mm. So, he has defeated the man who was, like, attacking him out of the uh, kind of Pakistani... Out of the Pakistani mountains, he's killed him. He's defeated him. And now he's like, what do I do here? He's also been shot with an arrow at this point, by the way. And he got very ill, but he, he recovered. We're good. Um, Real quick, the, the guy that was stabbing him out of the mountains, was he like a very important person or was he just like he was, NPC? He was like the quote unquote successor to Darius. But right. really all he did was just like fuck up like uh alexander's ability to invade india earlier because he was just being a pain in the ass out of yeah, the mountains just being a pest. he was just being a fucking annoyance right so <laughs> right, okay, he yeah. defeated him yeah it, it it was important because it like incited more rebellions in persia that 
Alexander quite swiftly put down. Um, but he was kind of like the s- spiritual successor to Darius, right, but he didn't okay. do anything. Yep. He just fucked around in the mountains <laughs> and died. Um, so Alexander kills him. And then he's like, all right, India time. Let's go. So he invades India. There's elephants. Holy fuck. What the fuck is an elephant? It's happened again. It's happened again. There's elephants here. I don't know what they are. Stab them with spears. I don't like this. This is very scary. I never thought about that. something fucking genius. He knew there were elephants in India before he invaded them. So what he did is he went to Egypt. He got elephants from the Egyptian armies. And he trained his horses and his men on where the weak points were and how to get used to them because horses used to be really scared of elephants like if you see a giant monstrosity like horses get scared if you walk up near them behind them without them seeing it right so horses were very scared of elephants mostly in combat so the best thing uh, that he thought of doing was he would pull elephants from from like existent regions that he's already conquered and he trained his cavalry to not be scared of them Mm -hmm. so he spent months with like elephants around the horses and things like that. And um, they got really used to it. So they got really used to elephants and they trained his men like with sticks. And he'd be like, all right, so you poke the elephant here, you shoot the elephant here, you poke the elephant here. These are the weak points, right? right? So he had already trained his armies, unlike the Romans, which didn't, they just threw themselves into it. Like, whoa, the the fuck is an elephant? Um, He was like, okay, I know there are elephants here. So they were already trained for it. And it's actually, it's so funny when I watched the documentary about it because it was like hilarious. Pretty much what he did is he lines up his armies. He's, he's crossed the Pakistani mountains at this point. He's entered India. This is when he begins to form the kingdom of Bactria. This is where like the Indian or like Greco Hindu mix, Greco Buddhism and Greco Judaism all become like a weird mixture. It was such a weird little kingdom. A hybrid. Yeah. Such a str- Could you imagine? So it's like Indian guys right? That were wearing Greek outfits, using Greek weaponry and speaking Greek mm. in India. Yeah, weird. He's crossed the mountains. He's beginning to invade Northern India. His men are already trained to fight elephants. So the Indian army at this point, like the Northern Indian, it, it wasn't a united kingdom. It was like a bunch of different kingdoms. This Northern Indian kingdom lines their men up in a normal line and they, they get these massive carts and they light them on fire and they push them towards the Egyptians and the Egypt, uh, not the Egypt, the Macedonians, Alexander the Great's army. And obviously the phalanx line, it's a th- like a thick line pushed men together. So what he did is he was just like, just move to the side. And so his army just splits and the carts just go in between them. Right. Then he charges his cavalry forward. The Northern Indian army charged their elephants forward thinking, Oh, they'll be shit scared. The cavalry just run past and just start stabbing them in the ass. And they, they either scare the elephants off or or they kill them. Now, the uh, Macedonian armies and the Northern Indian Kingdom's armies begin to clash. The Obviously, the tactics and the armor of the Greek armies is far better at this point. Um, they're winning. And so the reserve elephants are brought up and they charge at the, uh, at the Greek uh, like lines pushing through the Indian ones at the, at, at the same time. And they begin to scare the shit out of the elephants with fire. So the elephants just start stomping on their own, like, army um, because they're, like, shitting themselves because they're, like, holy fuck, we're, like, on fire. Like, they're shooting fire arrows into them and they're, like, we're on fire. Yeah. So they start just going fucking crazy in the Indian lines, crumble the entire army. And that's how he, like, was able to destroy them. He is literally a genius, dude. Uh, he uh, was able to um, defeat these northern Indian armies. 
Um, Alexander, his army then, after he defeated those Northern Indians, he his army wanted to go home. And his army kind of revolted against him and was like, we're not going to march any further. Um, and, his, and he was like, please, pretty please. Um, and um, his general, his main general, um, Canaeus. Yeah, Canaeus. Um, he pleaded with him. He was like, they just want to see their parents, their wives, their children, and their homes again. Um, we've been out for like 11, 12 years at this point. It's been a long time. I want to go home. Um, and he, uh, Alexander was like, okay, and began to march home. Um, he sent a lot of his army back to Iran um, and then commissioned a fleet to like take them home. Um, and so he pretty much after conquering that smaller bit of India, he was like, all right, I have to send the men home. So he goes home. He goes and lives in Babylon for a bit. His, uh, boyfriend dies, which is kind of sad. Um, he was gay. He was gay. Uh, he was very gay. Um, he had wives, but he, like, it was, it was purely just because like he needed to, um, so, uh, Alexander was asked before he died who was to be his successor because he never had kids. And he said, just pick the strongest one. Badass, right? Badass, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, he died at the age of 32. Very young. He was like tw- early twenties. He was he was like twenty two, twenty one years old, and he had conquered what was realistically to them at the, the time the world, which is crazy. But with life expectancy, I mean, life expectancy then in like the old Greek states was not that bad. Like you could live to sixty seventy. <laughs> um. So there are two different versions of his death. Plutarch says that 14 days before his death, Alexander Alexander uh, entertained an admiral. They spent the night drinking, and he developed a fever, which worsened. Um, he was unable to speak. Uh, common soldiers, very scared of his death, were granted right to uh, file past him as he silently waved at them. Alexander was struck with a pain after drowning a large bowl of unmixed wine in honor of Hercules, um, he uh, then died. He did so, uh, And then the other guy said that there wasn't a fever and that he just died from uh, rampant alcoholism, probably liver failure. Um, some people thought it was assassination because of, like, he just died drinking. Um, but apparently his wine pourer was also one of his lovers and stuff. So it just probably wouldn't have happened. Um, a lot of people nowadays think that malaria or typhoid fever killed him because they marched into like Northern India without knowing what that stuff was. Um, so he may have just died of uh, malaria. Um, now this is the messy bit. This is the really messy bit. His big old kingdom gets split up into loads of little kingdoms. So there's all of the Archimedic shit. Um, I'll explain this to you at home, uh, guys. So uh, the middle of Turkey rightward 
Um, yeah, so like if you cut Turkey in half in the word Turkey, so on the right side where, where uh, Asia Minor was, um, to the right, all the way up until Pakistan and like Delhi region, that was one kingdom. Another kingdom was all of uh, modern day Egypt and Sudan and Libya. That was another kingdom. Um, there was also a kingdom to the left of the R in Turkey and like uh, past Istanbul and a little bit of northern Greece. And then there was Greece. Those were the split up kingdoms that came from his death. Um, what's so interesting about that is that uh, was there a key there? There was beautiful. So it all got split up between his friends. When he died, his friends rushed to the places they wanted to hold. And then they all started fighting the shit out of each other. So Ptolemy took Egypt, who was the great, great, great grandfather of uh, Queen, no, uh, Cleopatra. So she was a, a Ptolemy. Um, she was Greek, not Egyptian. Um, there was also the Greek kingdoms in uh, like Cassander or Cassander. Um, that now, when uh, he when Ma uh, Alexander the Great died, that is around the time that Rome began to become strong. So they like coincided, sort of. That was around the time that Rome began its formation of like the Italian peninsula. That's when they started fighting the like uh, Greek city states and stuff. That's when they started fighting like Carthage and things like that. Um, so he died around the same time that Rome began to become strong. So they weren't at the same time. They were like kind of one after the other. Um, so realistically, when it comes down to it, his empire split apart as soon as he died. He died either of liver failure or a fever. Um, I'm leaning more towards the fever. I reckon he caught some shit in Northern India and then died from it. Um, he died in a palace in Babylon where he always wanted to be. And uh, it was kind of sad. But when his lover died, a very sad recounting of the story, when his lover died, because he very famously had a lot of male lovers, um, when his lover died, he said, I wish to conquer no more of the earth because it's not worth it. That kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, because his lover died, he was like, "I there's not there's no point. What's the point, right?" Um, so he was a human being. He was a young man. He accomplished what was unaccomplishable, um, and then his empire was split apart between his childhood friends that were left that didn't try to betray him, the cunts, um, and that then later became what we now have have talked about previously in like the places that Rome had to conquer with like. Cleopatra and like Greece and even like um, the Saracens or the Persians, the later Zoroastrian kingdom that the Byzantines had to fight, as well as after that with the Arabs and stuff. All of that is like this kingdom, this big yellow kingdom that, that was left after Alexander died. His, you know, uh, the, the passerons of, of Rome and Alexander's kingdoms combined being the Byzantine Empire which had a mix of both Roman and Greco culture created by Alexander and Rome itself, um, began to fight another kingdom that came from his culture as well. So like a lot of the ancient world really revolved around this man's conquest and this man's like exploits and stuff. So yeah, that was, that was, that was Alexander the Great or like a brief little insight as always. 
Um, but that was him. He did it. That that man was him. Alexander the Great was him, dude. Hey everyone, so as I said at the start, we had a few audio issues at the end there, but um, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We promise you there won't be as much of a gap this time as there was last time. Um, We love you guys very much. Uh, As always, make sure you vote five stars on anything that you are listening this to. Uh, On that puts us up the charts uh, for history and uh, comedy. And as you guys know, the higher uh, we are on those charts, the more podcasts we make. And we'll be back to weekly after this one. Um, Thank you again for the wait there. Uh, We just had a little break over Christmas, New Year's, and then I messed up some scheduling. But we're back, and uh, we hope to see you in the next one. Thank you very much. Love you guys.